Hey everyone, welcome to Phil Goes to Camp. I am the titular Phil, and the titular camp is Camp Crystal Lake, home turf of one Jason Voorhees, who uh, doesn't spend much time in Camp Crystal Lake this time. Uh, we'll get to that. If you're new here, I'm watching the Friday the 13th series of movies for the first time in my life. Also, if you're new here, please peruse our back catalog of regular episodes. My son Austin and I have over 100 in-depth movie reviews and conversations in the archives. We just wrapped up our seventh season. Uh, we've been going close to three and a half years, so uh, there's a lot uh, back there. Please check it out. Uh, today I'm talking about Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. This title continues our most consistent naming convention of Roman numerals and a subtitle, and it also continues the running theme of subtitles being lies. The final chapter was not the final chapter. A new beginning was a continuation of Tommy's story, not the start of it. Jason Lives was only half true because Jason was uh, more of a zombie, a reanimated dead guy. He wasn't really living. You know, are you really living your best life, Jason? Uh, and the new blood, uh, there was nothing new about that. It was the most formulaic of all of these movies. It, it, uh, yeah, nothing. Uh, likewise, Jason takes Manhattan. Um, Jason takes control of nothing in New York and is actually only in New York, in Manhattan, for about the last 20 minutes of the movie. It's, it's barely a New York movie. Uh, to check in with how this film lines up with the Star Trek pattern of quality, uh, the pattern is wavering a little bit because this is an even-numbered movie that is bad. But it is better than Part 7. Uh, probably better than Part 5. So it is trending up from the last movie uh, and better than a couple of the odd-numbered movies. Uh, so... I'm going to say this is the Star Trek four of this series. It's an even-numbered movie that is actually not good. Uh, to further this comparison, uh, this is like Star Trek four in that it is a comedy that isn't funny, and it contains a joke about uh, breaking a or shutting down a boombox uh, and a guy with a mohawk. Uh, it's it's a weird, weird parallel. I never really imagined that this franchise would line up with the Star Trek movies so closely. Uh, but that's right. I think this movie is trying to be funny uh, a little bit. I've wondered since the very beginning of this franchise, at what point does it become self-aware? At what point does this franchise realize that the entire premise of these movies, that the formula of these movies, that the endless sequel machine, that it's all ridiculous, and then lean in on that and stop trying to be scary and just sort of like make silly movies. And I think, I think part eight is the very beginning of it. They're sort of abandoning trying new things um, <laughs> and and sort of just going, okay, let's go through the motions of this. But there's a seed of something here that, that 
tells me they weren't fully committed to it. I don't know that they meant to be funny. I don't know that they meant to be self-aware. I feel like the seed of that idea was genuine at the beginning. I feel like they had an idea that was like, what if Jason went to New York City? They're in Camp Crystal Lake, which is in New York. Uh, you know, what if he just somehow wound up in the big city? What would that look like? Which is something that potentially would be um, kind of cool, maybe. Potentially cool. Uh, to just go, let's put him in a big city. He's not in the woods anymore. What's it look like? You know, Crocodile Dundee. You know, <laughs> let's, let's Crocodile Dundee this guy. Um, and I think they wanted to build an entire movie on that premise. And then I think they ran out of money. Because I think it was probably very expensive to shoot in Times Square. Uh, which is why there is... Uh, exactly, I think one, I'm going to be generous and say there are three on location shots in this movie. Um, very little of it uh, takes place in New York City and even less of it, I think, was actually shot there. There's one big money shot of Times Square to show you, look, we actually filmed here. And then I think everything else is backlot. Um, but I think... I, I think they they sort of ran out of money, and I think at some point they realized this is a this is kind of a shitty movie. Let's work with the edit. Let's sort of um, turn on our heel and let's make this a little more campy. But it's like it's like a three D conversion after the fact, a movie that isn't shot in three D and then converted later. It's never quite the same as a movie that's shot in 3D. Um, and no, I'm not talking about Friday the 13th Part 3. Um, I'm talking about real, uh, uh, actual, like, big-budget, modern 3D movies. This is the same kind of thing where making it camp after the fact, I think, <laughs> makes it not work. It's, it's not committed to being scary. It's not committed to being campy. So it falls somewhere in the middle, which is just sort of like a no man's land. The scares aren't scary. The jokes aren't funny. The script is devoid of logic of any kind. Nothing makes sense. I don't care if something in a movie isn't realistic to the real world, but things have to make sense in, in the world of the movie. And, and it just like nothing does. Um, uh, the makeup effects are are really bad, and you don't get any kind of reaction from them. They're not like gory. They're not gross. They're not scary. Uh, if if you react at all, it's it's to laugh because they're they're just not good. Um, I, and again, I think it was really budgetary restrictions. I think the studio said, "Let's make this movie," but I'm not going to give you very much to do it. Uh, this movie centers around a group of teenagers that is on a, a graduation cruise from Crystal Lake to New York City. Somehow, those two bodies of water, New York Harbor and Camp Crystal Lake, are connected. Um, and the cruise ship is actually a cargo ship. <laughs> it's this rusty, old uh, cargo ship. Um, and then they sort of like... It's at some points in it, it does look very much like a cargo ship. It has like the, 
the sort of industrial look of of being in the bowels of a ship. And then at some points they're attempting to make it look like an actual cruise ship with a dance club, um, with staterooms that are just fake wood paneling and curtains over those little uh, round portals on a ship. It's, it's very, very strange. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Nobody acknowledges, hey, we're on a cargo ship. What a weird thing to take a cruise on. No, it, it's just... All of these things, uh, none of them make sense uh, at all. Um, I'm going to say that there is uh, not even any really good kills in this movie. You know, I, I think a lot of times you can count on at least just some entertaining kills. They shoot things in um, interesting ways. Any attempts at interesting shots are ripoffs of other kill shots in other movies, but aren't executed as well. I will say the single kill that made me laugh the most was the guy who was trying to box Jason. Um, he was uh, uh, doing body shots and and punching his hockey mask. And Jason uh, just lets him hit him for like, I don't know, a couple minutes straight. And then just hits the guy one time, knocks his head completely off, and it goes into a dumpster which slams shut. It is absolutely hilarious um there is a scene <laughs> uh, the other thing that did make me laugh uh it it's movie related but it wasn't a thing from the movie uh there is a a scene where all of the remain the survivors of the cruise ship have to get into a lifeboat uh which floats into uh new york harbor i think yeah because they they take the rowboat past the statue of liberty somehow um, and then celebrate being in New York despite uh, the murderous rampage of all their classmates and family members um, that were on the ship. Um, but they, they're coming out of the fog in this lifeboat, and my wife walks in and goes, oh, I thought you were watching Life of Pi. And I said, I wish. It was very funny because it was like, if this was Life of Pi with no money behind it at all, um, and, uh, it, but if there had been a, I will say if this, there had been a tiger in this, um, automatically I would have bumped it up a star. All this said, if this movie had committed to the campiness of it, of that guy getting his head knocked off, the silliness of the franchise, if it had winked at the audience in some way, I think I would have bought into this and I think I would have had a lot of fun with this movie. I think, um, a smarter script would have gone a long way and committing to a tone like that would have gone a long way. The bones are here that say there's a good idea here. And even though the title is misleading and I, I think the title is also a change after the fact they're like, let's make this campy like the Muppets take Manhattan. So-and-so takes Manhattan. Jason takes Man it's It's a campy title even. Um, but the movie doesn't live up to that campiness. That's what I'm saying. But even though uh, the title is campy and the title is a lie, the rest of the movie is Jason on a boat killing people. People can't escape on a boat. There is a there is a diehard element to this that could have been done really, really well. And it could have been actually really entertaining if they had gone one way or the other fully committed to it. Um, 
but uh, uh, as for the campiness, to commit to that would have gone so far if they had just sort of found a way to say, look, we've run out of interesting things to do with this franchise, but it prints money for us. So we're just going to keep the machine rolling and acknowledge that and just said, let's go have some fun. Come along with us. Then we're in business. We're acknowledging the elephant in the room and we're having uh, a Sharknado level good time with it. But instead, it doesn't do that. And it tries to have its cake and eat it too. It pretends it's doing something new and it pretends it's taking itself seriously. So instead of Sharknado, it comes off like a Star Wars show on Disney+. Plus. It's formulaic. It's the same thing over and over. It's not executed well and they didn't put the money into it that they should have. And as a result, you get something that everybody walks away from going, eh, it was all right, I guess. It just doesn't cut it. Um, so part eight, uh, better than part seven, I guess. Uh, but, but not by much. Uh, I was, I was not entertained enough by this movie, but that'll do it for this one. Manhattan was a bust. So I'll just go to hell by watching the next movie. Jason goes to hell. And I will tell you about that next time. Reporting from the toxic waste-filled sewers beneath Times Square, located on the fraying edge of my sanity, this is Phil, and I will talk to you next time. Ch -ch -ch -ch.